very, very nitpicky, super nerdy thing that I just wonder if it bothered you too. Did it bother you how high up that Finn kid was grabbing the lightsaber? Oh, that he was like that? Well, and he's like grabbing the very tip. Like his hand is almost over the top of it. Like he's almost touching blade. And I was like, you only make that mistake once. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, You wonder wonder why so many Sith people are missing limbs. Well, that that would bother me. But I I feel like it's pretty clear that um, The Force Awakens is meaning the girl. Enough, I hope dude. I'm hoping because as soon as the first trailer that showed him with the lightsaber, I was like, damn it. I was really hoping it was her. So yeah, so like when he, when he picked it up like that, I was kind of like, well, that's like clearly a dude. He just dude. doesn't know what the hell he's doing, right, which would like be the cool. first time picking it up. Right. I'm buying. It's like taking a guy who used to be a pilot and giving him a katana and saying, go to fight. <laughs> I'm buying into the theory, the fan theory so far that like the reason they're not showing Luke at all is that, you know, he's been like in hibernation or solitude or whatever. And so right, uh-huh. like the force has settled, but now that the Sith is rising up again, he is going right. to like be, he's going to Obi-Wan someone and yeah. the force awakening is him like helping, o- helping someone. Yeah. Yeah. Did I already tell you what my theory is? Possibly, but at this point I've read oh. so many fucking theories. They're all blurring. Right. 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 Yeah. No, I just think, I think Luke's going to be hella dead. Like either he's going to die first 10 minutes or he's been dead for years. And the only audio that we're going to have from him is going to be R2 recording. Yeah. Well, there was, um, there was a leaked photo of Luke with like a, like big beard and like an Obi-Wan, you know, cloak and stuff. (laughs) And he's like standing in front of, um, like a, like, uh, like old, like cobblestone, like Ireland, like, sort of mm-hmm. like monk places right. and he almost got like her because he like almost fell off a cliff or something right so um i think the solitude thing makes sense well and I don't i'm pretty sure in that first trailer time. you remember that there's like the weird volcano planet and there's r2 and someone cloaked reaches up and touches r2 and they have a i don't think that's arm. a volcano planet i think that's a desert planet right after the stormtroopers land and like mm. lay waste and everything because mm. yeah. i was thinking it would be cool if luke was like going on a tour and he like goes to where obi-wan and anakin fought oh okay like on mustafar just yeah. to like check it out just to be like this is where my dad like quote unquote died and darth vader was born or whatever i, I think it would be hope... cool but it would be a little too much of old stuff well i think in hope that they're gonna try to distance themselves from the first three movies yeah yeah, yeah. I think that they, but like I, that would be a cool way to tie it in, like to kind of say, yeah, the first three movies happened, but we don't care. Just like he wants to see where his dad died or whatever. That would be a thing where we're saying, yeah, the first three movies happened, but now let's move past it. Like we have our emotional connection. Luke actually does give a shit about his dad. That's all we need to say about it. Yeah, I mean, and it's just it's kind of Abram's style to make a lot of references to source material, but not like I don't know. I don't think he's gonna get too hung up on it. I mean, granted, with. I, he did, I mean, he did redo Wrath of Khan, so I guess that is kind of like getting hung up on source material, but I'm, right. I'm, I'm hoping yeah. he takes it. In all, I mean, he, he didn't write it solo, so I hope there's a lot of input on it. No, I, think, I really, just I like Ryan was saying, is literally going to be a new hope. Yeah. Basically. They kind of have I, to, I'm I mean, really it hoping has to be a that. Setup movie, which is the hardest part of it. Like, you know, it's going to be a setup movie, so they're not going to yeah. flesh out too much stuff. There's going to be a lot of ramp up, and it's going to leave you at like the biggest, fattest fucking cliffhanger. Yeah, and I'm fine with that as long as I just want all of the, like, setup to happen in the first third of the movie and then give me new characters doing new things. And I I know that that's high hopes, and I doubt it'll happen that way, but that would be awesome. Like, have all the Luke, all of the Leia, all of the Han, like, pass the torch in the first 45 minutes. I think all of them are signed on for the second movie already. Damn it. I I don't like credited for it. Yeah, I I don't like I just want them to, like, I want them to make an appearance. I want them to, like, have a part in the story but i don't want to see a lot of them you know like i don't think we will yeah i mean right. it, it, it seems like they're ha- they're hanging their hat pretty heavy on this black guy and that girl so hopefully right. i mean they're obviously the main characters and i hope that's their story like i i want to see a brand i want to i want the first three movies to happen in a good way like where it's like all new right. characters doing cool shit you know so right well and like in this new trailer and i guess the one before as well like I I can tell that the people who wrote it kind of love Star Wars. And the reason that I can kind of tell that is I love that it's Han Solo saying like the force is real. Like all the rumors you've heard is is real because he was the guy in the beginning that like doesn't believe he's like the force is bullshit. I've been from one end of the galaxy to the other. Like all of this is just made up. But now he's like he's almost like 
I don't know, like converted to the force, even though he doesn't have it, which is kind of cool. It's a cool direction to take the character just to be like, yeah, I thought it was bullshit. And then I met this kid and we went on some bomb ass adventures together. And now I totally believe in the force. What oh, I yeah. So so one of the theories about how Han um, Anton, this is from like Red Letter Media's yeah. uh, video they did. Did you watch it? No, I haven't watched it. Yet. OK, um, so they were thinking that how Han's going to get kind of brought in is in the trailer, you know, you see presumably the girl who's kind of like a scavenger probably like tech yeah person like gearhead so she's yeah. scavenging in what looks like a you know old decrepit uh star destroyer right and she probably either run runs into han who's looking for the millennium falcon or finds the millennium falcon mm-hmm. and han is kind of like this kind of like kooky old guy and everyone's kind of like forgot about everything that happened 30 years before yeah right um, and that's kind of how he'll tie into it. Well, that would be kind of cool if like, because I know in the expanded universe that now is completely done away with, but I know that the they went really heavy into like the rebellion, like basically moves onto Coruscant and they start the new Republic and it's like they become the new giant government and it's really awesome. And even though they're still fighting with like factions of the empire, it's like they establish. So it would be cool if like, 30 years later the rebellion still hasn't got a foothold you know what i mean like they're still all kind of hiding out still fighting all the vestiges of the empire they still don't have like a central location they have to kind of be on the move just because the empire has so much power like they had so many star destroyers and so many different admirals and everything that it's like just because the emperor died doesn't mean that all of a sudden they're like okay we're gonna move to curacao like that doesn't make sense right but it it shows them on what looks like yavin 4 like it did look action. a lot like Yavin, but I also thought that that one planet was Tatooine the whole time. Which see, I I think it's going to be kind of flip flop. Like like the rebels aren't like controlling the galaxy or anything, but I think they're a major power. Yeah, I think like the Empire has kind of been hiding hence like the Death Star mm-hmm. under like a planet, um, and they're kind of hiding out. And the rebels like aren't you know they don't have like a hand over them or anything, but they're kind of like you know doing a little bit better. Yeah. And I kind of think that would be a cool cliffhanger ending, right? Is that we know there's this evil Sith dude with the lightsaber and that he's a big deal, or at least he thinks that he's a big deal. Like maybe he's trained and he knows what he's doing. Maybe not like whatever. And then there's that stormtrooper who's obviously super high rank. That's played by the girl who is in game of Thrones, who wears the Chrome armor and like has a Cape and is super badass. But I think it would be cool. Like we still don't have like the emperor character. Like someone has to be calling the shots, right? Someone has to be saying like these troops go here, these troops go here, you guys attack here, whatever. So that would be like a cool reveal is to find out at the very, very end who is like the big daddy, like big dick bad guy. You know what I mean? That these people are all reporting back to. And if it's Luke, so help me God, I'm going to give up. No, I don't think they're going to have Luke be evil. I don't think so either, but there's so many people who are like, Luke's evil. And I'm so glad they finally came out and they're like, you guys, the masked person is not Luke. Like, stop saying it. I mean, I've thought, I'm not a huge lore, like Star Wars lore nerd, so I don't know all the facets of the universe, but it seems to me they've got like one of two options for establishing like a good versus evil in these movies. And it's either going to be like, the Sith is back. I mean, that's just how it right. is. Like Sith is back and, you know, the Empire is backing them or whatever. Or right. there's they're going to play off of like the Empire's collapse and there's going to be a power vacuum and someone else rises. And it's not it's it's still Sith, but it's not like associated with, you know, the actual like the same Empire as before. So right. there could be like this new offshoot. I think it'd be better for them to explore that route and have it be, you know, like the Jedi's have always fought the Sith, lightsaber fights, blah, blah, blah. Like it'd be cool right. if they had to deal with a new threat, you know, like a new, right. like a, a modified evolved version of the Sith. Well, and that's like, so like what we were talking about before, it's going to be interesting to see how much they borrow from source material. I know that they did away with the expanded universe, but I wonder if they're going to grab stuff because two really cool stories that happen in the expanded universe is there's one where a kid is like super talented and Luke is training him, but they go to this planet where there used to be a Jedi temple. And as the kid is kind of bumming around doing his Jedi training, uh, a spirit of a Sith Lord appears to him and starts doing training like Obi-Wan Yoda style where they're a spirit, but they can still talk to you and everything, which I thought was super cool because we know obviously the Jedi can do it. So it was kind of cool. So that would be awesome if the Adam Driver character had like this crazy evil spirit dude teaching him how to do all this stuff. 
But then the other thing that would be cool is I'm pretty sure that at some point in time they like explored who the first Sith Lord was and like how he learned the dark side of the force. And it was basically like just doing weird stuff by himself in the forest. So it would be cool to like see some guy trying like just feeling out the forest and just going super crazy evil because it's just like taking over him. That would be awesome too. Doing weird stuff in the forest turns you evil every time. (laughs) Baiting in the forest. Always, always recipe for disaster. You got to be careful, man. You never know what evil spirits are going to jump up in you. All right. So um, just so we don't get sidetracked by Star Wars for the whole episode. Um, yeah, yeah. We can stop talking about it because I could talk about it for the whole episode. Uh, so I watched probably the most fucked up movie I've ever seen. Um, Do not say a Serbian film right now. <laughs> I don't know how you called that. Yes. You... yes. No. How did you, Why how'd did you, you call watch it? it? How did you know? Dude, because it's the most it messed up, up movie, movie of all you've time. ever seen. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, I cannot believe that you called that. Yeah, that's exactly what I watched. Um, well, because so it started with this. It was a, obviously it was a Reddit post. That's what that's what starts all my things. But it was a Reddit post about like the most banned films, and that's like banned in like forty countries. I'm like, oh, yeah. I I have to watch this movie. If it's banned in like forty countries, I have to watch it. And so, now you see why. And now I understand why. Honestly, it wasn't as fucked up as I thought it was going to be, but it is fucked up. Yeah. Like, a solid recommendation to everyone. Do not watch this film. It, yeah, don't. It, it, has, it has redeeming qualities, but it is, it, it's, like, it's like saying that a fucking gas chamber is nicely painted. Like, that's right. the, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah, redeeming yeah, yeah. qualities. It's filmed really well. The story is actually interesting, and I wanted to know what was going to happen. But... Jesus fucking Christ, man. Yeah, that's one wow. of those movies where the credits rolled, and I was like, I need to go to a soup kitchen. I need to go help people. I need to, like, do something to feel good about life again, or I need to leave this planet right now. Have you uh, have you seen it, Ryan? Uh, no, I have not. So I, I, don't even, I, I don't even care if this is spoilers. I'm going to tell you what the movie's about, and everyone, so nobody needs to watch this fucking film. <laughs> um it's supposed to be kind of like a, it's supposed to be a snuff film. It's basically it's it's the story of a snuff film being filmed, and right. the, the basic premise is there's this like old out of work uh, male porn star in Serbia and uh, or somewhere Ukraine somewhere like that, yeah. and uh, he's like super hung and he's like got his like life on track now. He's got a wife, he's got a kid, things are peachy. Um, and one of his old porn friends is like, Hey, there's this job. If you do this job, you'll make like a billion T dollars and not have to work ever again. And you right. won't have to, which be, in like, Serbia poor. is really only like 10 K American, but still yeah, good money. It was enough. And I mean, <laughs> right. essentially what happens is, you know, he gets like drugged throughout this process with like bull testosterone and they keep having him do like increasingly fucked up scenes. Like there's this one scene where he has, where like, this chick well he's like getting blown by this chick and, and they're like punch her punch her and he like doesn't want to punch her he's like why would i why would i do that and so she bites his dick and he punches her and he's like great good filming excellent job and there's like this scene in like a fucking children's hospital and he's like skeeved out by the fact that he might be having sex with a kid and then at that point it just goes off the fucking rails there's this one-eyed guy who literally fucks an infant like the infant is born and then he has sex with it immediately and uh he it later on the film he fucks that one-eyed guy's eye hole and uh the, the very end reveal is that like after he's like all drugged out and like full-blown psychosis he realizes that the last scene is him having sex with his like nine-year-old son and his brother is having sex with his wife and then they all kill everyone and like the last scene is him and his wife and his kid like on their bed realizing how fucked up all this shit was that they went through and so he like like wraps his arm around his kid and his wife with a gun and then one shot kills all three of them and then the like after credit scene is the film guys come in and they're like okay let's fuck these bodies now and like that's it and it's like the fuck who the fuck who's fucked up dream fever dream was this goddamn movie man it is so horrible like it it, really i just feel like what happened was some guys got really drunk and just started playing a game of one up right where it's like What is the worst thing you can think that happens? Your dick gets bit. What's worse? Yeah. Screwing a guy in an eye hole. What's worse? And they just kept going until they came up with this movie. Like, I can't think of 
were I can't think of more fucked up sex scenes than the scenes that were in no. this movie. No. Like uh-huh. they and they're graphic. They're oh yeah, this yeah. he's like nail. They like they like tie this girl down, and he's like at this point he's like completely lost his head. He's like so strung out on drugs, and so they're like, "Yo, fuck this chick," and so he's fucking this chick, and then they give him a knife, and they're like, "Okay, now cut her head off," and he cuts her head off while he's fucking her, and it's just yeah. like like I, yeah, I have no idea they came up with half this shit, and it is yeah. insane. It's like a train wreck. You couldn't look away, but you at some points you absolutely cannot not look away. I, oh man, I don't even Anton. know. You've made know. a poor adult decision this week. I did, but you like you have you you can't. In fact, it's irresponsible for people to make a list of banned films and put that on yeah. the list because all you're gonna do is encourage people to get it. And you know how easy yeah. it was to find it. Really, oh, yeah. really fucking easy. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah but I can't blame you because there's like three films on that exact same list you're talking about that I want to see now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that I haven't seen. <laughs> I haven't looked at any more of them. I'm taking a break for a while. I'm going to take yeah, like should. a month I'll take off. the next one for the team and let you know. <laughs> and the, the the kicker is that it's actually really well filmed. Like, yeah. it's like like the, 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 the camera work is great. Like, the effects are wonderful. They're, they're very believable. And right. except for like the dick biting scene, that was obviously a super fake dick. Like, I could tell. Right. Um, so that, that, but hey, Boogie Nights didn't even get that right. So, sort of, I mean. It definitely uh, sort of broke the realism for me. I, I, <laughs> right. uh, I really wanted to see a real dick get bit. <laughs> I couldn't suspend my disbelief to believe it was a dick getting bit. But some of those scenes, I they looked super real. That chicken and her head cut off looked super real. So. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, you'll be wow. happy to know that the movie Cannibal Holocaust made that list, that same list. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, and See, that one I've heard of before, and I've, like, read the. Right. The reviews on it didn't and stuff, so. ryan didn't you watch that movie it's not that bad right well now it's not that bad now a serbian film is that bad mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's everything you don't want and more here's the thing when i guessed that that was it i was hoping i was wrong <laughs> and i was not wrong i can't believe out of the ethos like of all the things you could have guessed well, you guessed considering right. you both are huge runners i don't think it's that crazy to yeah that's true you probably saw the exact same post I saw and I saw did. it on the list. Yep. Okay. Uh, you're a different person. I wondered why you looked different. You have a haunted look <laughs> on your face. You look older. You have more wrinkles. I was so young and innocent before. <laughs> you were. <laughs> before I saw this. Well, I, I don't know if I'd say so young and innocent, but I will say more young and Younger innocent. Younger and more innocenter. <laughs> right. Than you are currently. Um, so, yeah, that's that. That's, that that's, that's my movie story for this week. <laughs> That's that's an awful story. Oh, I also watched Sharknado three. That was great. Oh, awesome! <laughs> it was great, and like, it's so bad, it's good. Obviously, it was I mean it's they it might as well be cameo the movie. It's like how many famous people can we, they had Mark Cuban as the president, and I thought it was gonna be like a, a cameo where it's just like, hey, I'm the president, and then he's gone. Nope, he's there for the whole fucking movie. <laughs> it's like he just wanted awesome. to be in a movie where he shoots sharks with shotguns and chainsaws. So I, I hate great. that movie, like company that does those movies. I can't oh, think of what they're called. Yeah, I fucking hate them so much. What what I hate what I hate is that like they're they're so creative that they come up with these like bad ideas and then like go through all the effort to film them. But why 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 answer why on earth would you make Sharknado instead of Barricane? Think about it. I don't it. think you have to be creative to think of bad ideas. I mean, that's you got you got to give them a little bit of credit. Like, hey, let's have no. I I I do. No. I give them a little bit of credit. Like if nothing I else, never thought of Sharknado. I'll be straight. I never thought of Sharknado. I've now, had some bad ideas. <laughs> now that I have, like, you got to think about it. So, I, I thought of it and I was like, that's fucking stupid. And I got it out of my mind. Nice. So, like, the common theme in this movie is that they're all, like, panicking and, like, running away from, like, like as the sharks are, like, thrown out of the, what they call a hurricane, they're or they call tornadoes, but they're they're really hurricanes. Like they have to be. They, yeah, they're yeah. overwatched. I know that Sharkicane doesn't sound as good. That's why Barricane is better because it sounds awesome. I'll get <laughs> I'll, I'll get there. Um, so like the sharks like hit the ground and like they're like panicking and running away. It's like you don't need to run. Just move at any speed in any direction. The sharks don't have right. legs. Like they're not a threat. If you don't get hit by one in the air, once they hit the ground, they're no longer a threat. Right. So like that if your speed is greater than one, exactly one you, unit you're of fine. speed. Now you escape. Replace. Tornadoes with hurricanes, an actual hurricane, like a Katrina-style, like, massive fucking Category 5 hurricane, already destructive and terrifying, filled with wet, angry, hungry bears. That is horrifying. Because then the bears hit the ground, and they're wet, angry, and mobile. That's a way better yeah. movie. That could be a real horror movie, a real good horror movie. If I wish someone other than Asylum would make that movie. Because people go into it saying, like, hey, 
I think this is a pretty dumb... I mean, I've seen Sharknado. It was bad. This is probably going to be bad. Not the same people, but they would walk out horrified. Every time they heard about a hurricane, they'd be heading for the mountains. Right. And then right after that, we can make cougar sinkhole. <laughs> uh, I was thinking... Sinkhole, you get sucked down into it, full of cougars. I was thinking uh, cougar cano. It's a volcano Ooh. that erupts fiery cougars. Right, so there's all these cougars that are pissed off because they're on fire. Exactly. <laughs> they have the a very limited entry. lifespan, but, I mean, they're even more dangerous. They're very upset, right. and even if they, like, jump on you and you manage to get away, you're covered in lava, so you're still dead. It's just right. a very bad situation all around. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why you just reminded me of this, but uh, I I loved reading Max Brooks's um, Zombie Survival Guide yeah. just because I love how he actually sat down and thought through, like, all of the logic of zombies and how it works and everything like that because... I love the whole chapter on fire and why fighting zombies with fire is a bad idea. Because he's like, listen, you have to destroy the brain. Fire doesn't do that very quickly. So now instead of having hungry, ravenous things that can infect you by biting or scratching you coming at you, you have things that are on fire that are hungry, ravenous things. <laughs> right, exactly. So, and, and burns make it like, easier for the infection to get into your skin. Right, like, exactly. So you're going to burn off the top layer of skin, make you completely unable to stay away from the infection. Right. I just love I love the people who sit down and really think this stuff through like it's real. It's the best. It's the best, Ryan. Sharknado is the best. You guys watch any good movies this week? I didn't watch any movies this week. About you, Ryan. Anything good uh, to counterbalance all of my bad? Yeah, let me see. What did I watch? Uh, did you guys watch uh, Ash vs. Evil Dead? No, because I don't have stars, but I want to. It was pretty good. Nice. You saying that just filled me with so much hope. I the only thing I bad I can say at all about it is that there's like a few scenes where I'm just like, you guys should have had a higher budget because that CGI looks really terrible. Yeah, like not like oh it's funny because it's bad CGI. It's, no, it's just like, bad, bad, just bad. 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 Yeah. Uh, that's like a couple where it's like. But I'll be honest, with each like consecutive trailer they released, I got more and more hype for it. Like it looked like it was going to be really good, and I love that they're keeping a lot of the same humor, and that Bruce Campbell is now not like, "Hey, I'm a superhero, and I've been through this, and I'm super strong." Like he's still just like idiot Ash. Oh yeah, he's stuff, even though he knows, you know, he's like he's a giant dick, and right. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, he's he's Bruce Campbell. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. Like that scene uh, just from the trailer where he's like, if things get dicey, use your bottle. And the guy like holds up his half broken bottle. And then it cuts to Ash with the bottle, like stabbing that lady like 800 times and blood just flying everywhere. It's awesome. It's awesome. Well, the, the, I know episode one was directed by uh, Sam, like Sam Raimi. Awesome. Uh, but not Super all of them are. Right. Um, but so it was really good. I hope the other ones are as, are just as good. Oh, I got all caught up on House of Cards. Finally, that's that's Ooh. what I, that's what I power watched. Um, cause I, I watched the first season like a year ago, and then I never kept going. So I watched seasons two and three this last week and week or two, and that is such a good fucking show. Like, yeah, I feel like that's another one that's hard though, because like season one was so good that I watched season two and I was like, eh, it was okay. And I'm like, if this were like. If I were evaluating season two by its own merits, it would be one of the greatest shows ever. But because season one was so awesome, it's like, it's okay. <laughs> I will say that the story has gotten a little stale. Um, like the fact that they killed, uh, spoilers, uh, the fact that they killed people in season one, like to get, like, I understand like the, the situation, like in season one, he was more underground. Like he wasn't in such a uh, prolific position yet. So right. he had more maneuverability to kill people and get them out of the way. And like as he's ascended the ladder, he's got less maneuverability. But still, I feel like he's not as cutthroat. Like he stabbed people in the back. Obviously, that's his character, but not not as like not literally not as mortally. He hasn't mortally <laughs> right, stabbed yeah, yeah. anyone in the back recently, which makes right. me sad. Um, yeah, the first scene of that movie, I mean, of that show, is him killing that dog. Yeah. And like talking about how like when things are weak, you have to get rid of them. And you're like, oh Holy damn. Shit yeah yeah and I, and I didn't like that they had claire break at one point like i forget what it was yeah. like when she when she got emotional about something i was like unable to follow through with i don't know i forget what the situation was yeah. but like i mean my my that's very out of character for her yeah i, mean, I don't know if they're still going to get to the point where claire is going to run for president at some point which i think they should do i mean i think having the power roles switch at some point would be good for the show but um it doesn't seem like they're going to do that which seems like an underutilization right. of her character uh but i 
either way, it's a really good show, and I cannot wait for February for season four. I think it's going to be great, yeah. especially since it's like running side by side with the actual election. Um, yeah. Although, have you noticed, and um, I don't know if this is intentional or not, but it seems like the because they're Democrats in this show, and they've got like realistic Democrats and Republicans, but all of their policy is very conservative. So yeah. I can't tell if like they're actually like if they're just swapped if the if the Democrats they are, are so in the original British House of Cards they're yeah. straight up Republican, gotcha. but when they screened it for U.S. audiences they found out that making him a Democrat made people care about him more, just because of the political climate at the time the show started. So they decided to make him a Democrat instead of a Republican. But if you actually like think about what kind of a person he is, Republicanism fits way yeah. better i mean he's ultra conservative i mean his whole like right. america works thing is like yeah right cre creating jobs by slashing social programs that's like, <laughs> right that's the republican ethos like that's exactly, right, exactly what republicans would do and the republicans in the show are fighting him tooth and nail about it like that's right. not what they, they'd be like okay great that sounds the that republicans sounds would literally wonderful. be like whispering to each other like is this guy for real yeah. like is this a joke yeah, yeah so it's interesting that those roles are so switched um yeah. But I do think that I think at the same time, America Works is supposed to be a allegory for Obamacare. You know, it's like trying to force something through that nobody wants that he thinks is good for the people. And a lot of the people like, but a lot of people don't like it's definitely obviously right. they, they try to keep it in parallel with actual American politics, which is interesting. Right. That was one of the times where like. So. I, I'm not one to quickly talk crap about our current president, but that was one of those times when I'm like, dude, you need to think about what you're saying when he came out and he's like, I love House of Cards. I was like, oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> dude, like you are literally signing your own death certificate. Like, shut up. Don't say you love House of Cards because there's only two ways that can be construed. Yeah. One, you're like, this is hilarious because it's so real life. And then we all hate you because you're awful. Two is like, oh, this is so fake. And then it's like, you're completely out of touch. This really is how things are. So. So, yeah, good show. A plus, go watch. Highly recommended. 11 out of 10. B minus. Would watch again. Would watch again. Yep. <laughs> All right. I think we should talk about crappy seasonal food. Yeah. Because Ryan came uber prepared. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, man. I I did not except for a um there is a a brewery that I go to up here in Portland where they have a a custom drink they make that's half brown ale, half uh pumpkin uh like it's like a pumpkin cider or whatever and I don't I don't like it. Like it comes very highly recommended, but I just feel like half beer half anything is never very good. I've never I don't right. think I've ever had a half beer drink that's good. Like there's no, no, there isn't. Never mind. <laughs> I can't think of anything. Half beer, half Fanta orange. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it's delicious. It's our custom drink. Even it's half, great. Even half one beer, half another beer. Like there's, uh, like McMinimins has that, uh, the Rubinator, which is half ruby red ale and half Terminator stout. And even that, like I'd rather just have the ruby on its own or the Terminator right. on its own or one directly after the other, but I don't. I don't want the mix. You don't like mixing them. Yeah, right. I mean, one's a stout and one's a, a red ale. Like, they don't go together. <laughs> right. I don't know. So I, I don't know if you saw the Google Hangouts, but this is what I found. I tried to find the thing that sounded the worst. <laughs> so this is Rebel Stoke Pumpkin Spiced Flavored Whiskey. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. How's that How going down? It? I don't know. Oh. I waited. Try it. Try it. Do it. Well, let's all introduce. Did you guys, Ryan? What do you got? All right. Well, so <laughs> yesterday I tried uh, Samuel Jackson's uh, double pumpkin. You oh. mean Samuel Adams? Yes. <laughs> Sam Jackson. Sam Jackson. It'll get choice. you drunk. Yeah. Um. Uh, th I that I don't. I actually got it not knowing it was Sam Adams, and I, I didn't think it was that great. So far today, I've tried this. Punk. Not oh. very good. Nope. <laughs> Made in Utah. That's probably why. Yes, it is. Uh, I could have told you. They have one, though, and, and I know that you probably won't like it because it's a little bit sweeter, but they have a honey one where it's a beer that has a little bit of honey in it. It's pretty good. Um, I uh, tried this one. This one's um, definitely, uh, there's a lot more pumpkin in it. That would be, uh, is that Shipyard Pumpkin yeah. Ale? Okay. Um, yeah. Yep. Um, 
that one's definitely a lot more pumpkin like not too much but it's it's definitely better um all right then i tried uh this one oh yeah mm. I've, I've had i've had night owl uh elysian elysian yeah there's that's pretty good I, I i've had that one before i think it's pretty good yes it was all right. It just kind of tastes like a beer. Yeah. Um, currently, I'm on Dogfish Pumpkin Ale with the sexy tattoo Ooh. lady on it. And then once I'm finished with that, I'm going to try. Oh, oh. I bet that'll be good. I love Rogue. And all their all their seasonal stuff is usually pretty good. They better be good because they're fucking expensive. Yeah, it's like $13 that fucking bottle, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, well, no, I think it was like, yeah, it was like 13 bucks. Yeah. Never mind. It was like 12 something. I, I know because they have uh, the Rogue Brewery. They have sales twice a year. It's like their semi-annual uh, sales where they sell all the ones that have been bottled wrong. Like apparently they've got like a huge issue with like their bottling system, and they frequently put the wrong beers in the wrong bottles, and uh, they'll sell them off. And it's like it's like a mystery. It's like we know these are wrong. <laughs> we don't know what's inside. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> but they're like eight dollars a bottle, so you buy them by the case at eight bucks a bottle. Eight bucks. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, normally thirteen. I mean, that's almost half off. So, like, yeah. it's, well, it's like thirty percent off. So, if you're if you're okay with surprise beer, it's a pretty good deal. <laughs> yeah. This is one of the most terrible things I've ever tasted in my life. <laughs> oh, is it is it really pumpkin spicy or is it barely pumpkin spicy? No, it's really. So oh, the man. very first taste is like way pumpkiny, like over the top pumpkiny. Then you get like the burn. And then you get like cream. Oh, yeah, dude. no, it's not. It's cream. not. Yeah, Did like it's like they tried to sweeten it. Oh, I'm so, so so sorry. Oh, guess how much it costs? Uh, twenty bucks. Thirteen dollars. Oh. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I feel better about a... it. I thought they'd like price jack it because it's seasonal. So they normally. Do. Oh no, no, Mm-mm. <laughs> no. <laughs> that sucks. I'm so sorry. Yeah, watch that down with some nice, cool, crisp, refreshing Pepsi Max. Pepsi, if you'd like oh. to sponsor the podcast, please send an email. <laughs> it's the choice of a new generation. <laughs> choice of a new generation. Get that pumpkin spice cream pie out of your mouth. <laughs> Pepsi Max. <laughs> I think he just got whiskey out of his nose. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That burns. <laughs> <laughs> I know what I'm searching tonight. <laughs> Jesus. Oh man, yeah, that was a poor choice. That wasn't a Serbian film poor choice, but it's down that road. Yeah. So here's my question. I don't I don't know about you guys, but for me, pumpkins are acceptable for two purposes. One is for placing on my porch during Halloween. Mm -hmm. Two is desserts: pumpkin roll, pumpkin bread, pumpkin cookies, pumpkin pie. Why is everything else becoming pumpkin? It's not good. Like, okay, I'll give it to you, Starbucks. Pumpkin spice lattes, whatever, they're fine. Like, they're they're great for people who don't like coffee. There are people who yeah. wait all year because it's the only time they can be cool and have a Starbucks cup because it well, doesn't taste anything like coffee. To be fair, Starbucks is kind of for people who don't like coffee. Right. Because most think... of the, I feel like most of the things they sell aren't coffee based right yeah if you go in if you ever want to know how much starbucks loves coffee go into starbucks and order just a coffee and watch the bamboozlement on their faces oh yeah i used to do that when i worked so there was a starbucks right next to best buy that i worked at and like every morning i go in and get just like a grande black coffee right and they like every time there was a new guy it was always like yeah but what kind of coffee i'm like no right no, just no, coffee black. in a cup coffee. with a lid. <laughs> right. And it's like, well, no, and you and know they like, don't care about it because it's like 99 cents. Like, it actually right. is pretty fucking cheap. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. It's so funny. Uh, my buddy Eric, uh, he like, Starbucks isn't his favorite, but there's a bunch of other people at the office where they don't really love coffee. So that's the only place they'll get coffee, right, is Starbucks. So he goes there. And he's like, you can tell that a place doesn't really care about coffee if when you order a coffee, you have to specify no sweetener. Yeah. Like, um, if you have to tell them to not put freaking pumps of syrup into your coffee, they don't give a shit about coffee. Yeah. And he has to every time, or else they just freaking load it with syrup. I think I think the prevalence of pumpkin and pumpkin spice <laughs> has, like, almost nothing to do with the actual flavor of pumpkin. I think it's just kind of like, I think people like celebrating certain times of year because they just like to. Like, that's why 
that's why like holidays get so big even if they're not important you know like everyone's all about the christmas spirit and like coming together for thanksgiving and dressing up for halloween and it's not because anybody really gives a shit about any of these holidays it's just like people like being in the spirit of something and like pumpkin has like become this thing where people realize they can bridge october and november together because like you've got pumpkins on halloween and you've got pumpkins like food on thanksgiving so that's your right. bridge to get you through like the terrible november and right. that's what it's got to be you know like that's I don't think anyone, nobody like just buys pumpkins to like make pumpkin bread. Like it has to be like for a reason, you know? Right. That's yeah, my, I just, my grand theory. I, I don't get it. Cause like this year, more than any other year, I've seen all sorts of recipes where people are like, oh, here with your squash, you cut up pumpkin and like make this nice gourd or like, here's a good recipe for pumpkin soup. And here's a, and I'm like, you guys, like, no, stop. No. Like <laughs> I don't stuff. remember uh like really enjoying like any like anything really like pumpkin spice centric <laughs> during Halloween, but I do remember enjoying Starbucks's uh I think it was like the white chocolate mocha. Oh uh huh. Mm -hmm. oh, like yeah. I do remember enjoying the shit out of those back in the day. Yeah. Well no, they're they're a great partial coffee drink. The yeah, white chocolate mocha. They're well, the, to be fair, way better like before I drank coffee. Right. Like, I just went to Starbucks because I was like, I need something that tastes super sweet and right. has some caffeine. Yeah. Now, with Same all thing this... with caramel macchiatos. If you don't really love coffee, but yeah. you're getting into coffee, that's a great choice. Yeah. You just don't even want to get into coffee. You just want, like, a tasty dessert beverage. Like, they're, <laughs> yeah. they're great. Like, I cannot fault Starbucks on how good their, like, immensely calorific drinks are. Right. Like, they are so <laughs> fucking good. You know, right, so there's like, that green tea frappuccino. Oh my Dude, god, those it's things so are fucking good. So good. Does yeah. it taste like green tea? Not even a little bit. No. It's just green no. colored, but it's yep. so fucking good. And if it does taste like green tea at all, it's like green tea ice cream yeah. with more sugar blended up. Yeah. So, I mean, they've got their, their market cornered there, so that's fine. Um, <laughs> so that's fine. That's fine. But that being said, Starbucks, if you want to sponsor this podcast. Absolutely. Starbucks, I have nothing but good things to say about you if you sponsor us. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, that said though, I, I do like pumpkins being available so that I can like buy them, gut all the seeds out and roast them and then throw oh, away yeah. all like the pumpkin crap. Cause pumpkin seeds are double dank. They're so yeah. fucking good. Especially if you just use olive oil, put them in the oven. Mmm. It's like some Martha Stewart shit right there. Anton, you also know you can buy them year round, right? Yeah, I know that, but I like making them fresh. Cause I feel, I feel like they're better. Like, I, I don't know. I know you can buy them year round and you can like buy like the pre-toasted ones, but like... <sighs> Fresh toasted ones are really good. I do think there's a difference. Oh, yeah. I, I think so. Why are you still drinking that? I mean, I guess you have to now. You bought the whole bottle. So you might as well just Well, and I it. tried it. I, before I had it on ice, this time I tried it straight. It doesn't help. <laughs> it doesn't help at all. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> thank, like, thank you, know, you know how there's some things that you can make? And because the, like, pairing flavor is good, you can use super cheap, like, whiskey. Like, it yeah. doesn't matter. This, it matters. Yeah. You you can tell. That's definitely going to uh, affect the taste of your delicious Pepsi Max. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. It, it what, is. It, what if you ooh, did, mixed. like, two parts whiskey and one part Pepsi Max? Okay. Or uh, maybe you want to just go 50-50. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go one to one. Do one to one. Yeah, do fifty fifty. In fact, we'll go try. like twenty parts Pepsi Max to one part <laughs> shitty pumpkin whiskey. <laughs> right. That'll probably be. Acceptable. I'm just gonna. I'll do fifty fifty. It's gonna be awful. Like yeah. pumpkin and Pepsi do not. Whatever. <laughs> you don't know that Pepsi doesn't have a pumpkin <laughs> spice. That's true. Oh, it's coming. That's true. Pumpkin Pepsi. And this is uh, Pepsi Max, so there is that ginseng that might change. I've actually, um, so apparently, like, Wrigley's <laughs> I'm just ruining extra, my Pepsi. That's uh, all I'm doing. I guess, like, Wrigley's Extra Gum has a pumpkin spice flavor. No, they do not. And uh, I've been trying to find it to try it, and I can't find it anywhere. I did go on, like, a pumpkin spice buying spree just to, like, try all the weirdest pumpkin spice things. And um, this was, like, weeks ago um, when they first started coming out. But I think it's Kettle makes a pumpkin spice potato chip, and oh. they are bad 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 oh. bad like we, it, you have to try it like we like i got like pumpkin spice like fucking like uh 
cream cheese for like bagels like that's good and like pumpkin spice bagels so it's like pumpkin spice cream cheese on pumpkin spice bagels and like yeah is it would i rather have like a regular bagel with regular cream cheese yeah but is it okay yeah it's pretty good the chips bad how's that drink can't say it's my favorite (laughs) (laughs) is it it better or worse than having it straight oh it's better than straight like no question all right due to the delicious taste of pepsi max Oh. I'm doing this for you guys. So much I care. Uh, I'm wondering if that uh, pumpkin spice vodka would have been any better. Oh no Probably way! Not. Well, um, I, I think it would. A whipped cream flavor that they already have, like they can do cream pretty realistically. And vodka doesn't have a flavor. Like vodka is just right. like fiery water. So like, right. it, whereas whiskey has like an actual flavor to it that you're competing with. And I think that maybe what's happening. Yeah, like that uh, that one that was like uh, sarsaparilla flavored. That yeah. that stuff's pretty good. Like it pairs with that flavor pretty well. But well, like I don't, I'm not a huge fan of vodka, and I'm not at all a fan of elderberry. But the elderberry absolute, really yeah, good. So good. I don't know something about it. <laughs> Probably because I'm getting fucked up while I'm drinking it, and you know, <laughs> right. my judgment's being impaired. <laughs> oh, this yeah, is good right. stuff. Yeah, pretty much all of Absolute's flavors are like oh, yeah. really good. They're like I, I think wonderful. one time I got fucked up, like fucked up off their like dragon fruit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The dragon fruit one's really. good. I was like, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> I, <laughs> when you sit down and you reflect on your life and you say, well, at this point, like, I am fancy as fuck. I'm so I'm fancy. <laughs> Were you drinking it pinky out? Because if you weren't, you weren't getting the full effect. That was. That was the first and only thing that I've ever got sick on. I think I already told you the story, but I was buying lime flavor and mixing it with uh, Mountain Dew. Oh, God, why? And it was good, but I drank too, like, this big. It, yeah, I don't think I can do lime flavor ever again. The um, I think it was, like, one of the first five things I ever had a friend buy for me um, mm-hmm. because I was underage for liquor was um, Bacardi Limon. Oh. Mm, fancy. Yeah. <laughs> That was that was disgusting. Because I remember, was it like, I drank, and like, I was like, even back then, what did you think it was? Even back then, like, not knowing, did you think it was disgusting, or were you like, hey, this is pretty good? Well, no, I like, I just been <clears> drinking <throat> it, and I was like, it just tastes like vodka. What is this right. limon part? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the thing about it. The, either the flavors when they add like flavored liquors, they're either barely there to to where it's not even it doesn't have enough of a point, or it's just that flavor, and it's so bad. Yeah. 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 That being said, my favorite pumpkin dessert is pumpkin roll, where you like make pumpkin bread and then put the cream cheese on it and roll it up and then cut it into slices. Oh yeah, dude, I could murder that year round. That stuff is so good. And pumpkin bread is good. I mean, I I, I don't have the problem with pumpkin or pumpkin spice bread at all. Like, and that's with all like the fruit breads, like banana bread, great zucchini. Like, I I I do not like zucchinis. I will murder zucchini bread. I don't know. Yeah. You put something in a bread, I can eat it. I bet you right. if they make mushroom bread, I would like it. I will never eat a mushroom for any reason. But <laughs> put it in bread, I'll probably eat it. Right. I can think of a reason you'd eat a mushroom. And that's all I'll say while we're on the air. No, even even still. even I, I understand you're referencing drugs. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I figured I, it wouldn't be lost on you. <laughs> if I was going to do hallucinogenics, there are other options available that don't involve eating a mushroom <laughs> that's fair <laughs> that's fair i mean it does involve eating paper i guess but <laughs> well licking it yeah. i mean you just need to yeah it doesn't matter yeah and while we're while we're speaking in vagaries i would much rather try that one anyway exactly <laughs> from what i have heard more fun yeah Watch out. Or the worst thing that's ever happened to you in your life. Best or worst. I mean, it's going to be zero or 100. You don't get an option. (laughs) And I mean, the the odds are like 80-20. 80% best thing that's ever happened to you. 20. I'll I'll take those odds. That's way better than Vegas. Yeah. And I mean, you can set yourself up for success or failure. Like if you... If you're going to drop some acid and watch fucking Requiem for a Dream, you're going to have a bad time. But right. if you, like, watch Bob the Builder, you're probably going to have a great time. So you got to <laughs> right. set yourself up for success. It's a life lesson, really. You have to be an adult right. about it. Take LSD and then play a jump scare video game. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> speaking of uh, jump scare games, um, I don't have a PS4, so I can't play Until Dawn. But I've been watching uh, playthroughs of people playing yeah. Until Dawn. And that game is so fucking good. Uh, super massive games. 
if you want to sponsor the podcast, you don't even have to because I'm going to do nothing but talk great shit about your games. Like, I am in love with that game, and it almost makes me want to buy a PS4. But it is yeah. so jump scary. Like, 100%. Oh, yeah. It's like, something is in your face. Boo! <laughs> right. No, I feel like that game was a huge slap in the face to who is it that makes all of the, like, oh, Telltale. Yeah. Like, yep. that game is like, hey, Telltale, you know how every release you ever make is riddled with bugs, and you're like, you can't make it work because it's so option-y, and there's so many choices, and it's like, yeah, we can do it, and it will work, and it will look gorgeous, and it'll run at 60 frames a second. Eat my dick. <laughs> my uh, my favorite thing about it, mechanically, is that th- the choices that you make, you it takes you a minute, and everyone I've watched play this game, it takes them, a f- like, a couple hours to, like, realize that the choices you make they're not based on how you feel like you need to look at each character and see like whether or not they're brave or curious or funny or you know like they've got character like characteristics of each character and you have to make decisions based on their strengths and that's what will get you to the end not like like even if there's a situation where it's probably putting you in danger to make that choice if someone's brave you want them to do like the like risky jump across the bridge thing because that's going to that they're good at that. it will pay off right Whereas like having them hide is not a good option that's not what they're naturally good at so yeah very, very, ryan very just just so you know like every single character and i think there's what is it eight main characters that yeah. you like rotate through yep. they all have kind of like a D sheet that you can access at any time that tells you like 10 major characteristics and where they rank and then the other one is relationships and like how much of a friend they are with the other characters. Yeah. And like that's your guiding star for how to make directions instead of just like, oh, I don't know how this is gonna turn out. Like, I'll just try this one. Yep. So it's kind of cool. And you put yourself in a position to like save someone that you hate, it's not gonna turn out well. Or you put right. yourself in a situation where you're gonna let someone that you like really care about die, that's definitely going to affect your character. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I like it a lot. Is this um, the slasher? Yeah, like it's like video yeah, game. it has every major slasher like trope in it. It's like it's got the supernatural element. It's got the guy with a knife chasing you in a mask <laughs> element. It's got the you know let's split up, gang. <laughs> when right. like you're in a they've got this one scene where they're all in a <laughs> safe room. Like they have like they've got to a basement. All the doors are locked. There is only two ways in and out, and they are barricaded. They are a hundred percent safe. All they're trying to do is make it until dawn. So they've got like four hours left. They're all safe. And they're like, well, there's some things we don't know about yet. So we better all split up and go in different directions and try to figure out what's happening. And it's like, no, wait till the light comes out. And then the police are going to show up. And you can work with them to uncover the mystery. You don't need to figure this out right now. Right. You already (sighs) called in the chopper. The chopper's coming at dawn. The chopper's on the way. And the person who called in the chopper never goes around to tell everyone else that the chopper's on the way. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So all those classic horror movie tropes. And it's and it's because they're doing that. They're trying to play on the tropes. And it's it's very good. I definitely recommend watching a playthrough of it. Yeah. If you can't play it yourself, watch it. It's worth it. Yeah. I, I, I don't... I, I Well, aren't you never really playing it? You're always technically watching it and hitting one button? No, Whoa, it's not. Ryan, you just blew my mind. Don't get... Don't bring this philosophical bullshit in. How can my hands be real if time isn't real? I will say that it's made me kind of re-question how much I like David Cage games because it's got the oh, same you son of a bitch. No, look, this, look, I'm doing this for you. You're the guys no, who I hate know. David Cage. I, I love David yeah, I Cage know. games. This is a better version of a David Cage game because there are like, there's a lot of out there. Like it's, there's a lot of quick time events still like a majority of like the life or death moments are quick time events, but there's a lot of exploring and you can miss just tons of story and you can affect the story by missing clues and missing like secret shit when you're exploring. So it's it mixes the quick time genre very well with the adventure genre. So it, it does the best of both worlds very well. It's a it's a better beyond two souls, really. Yeah. The, the story is better, the gameplay is better, <laughs> the quick time events are better. So And and that's the thing. I will give David Cage one redeeming quality. If his stories were better, I would like his games a whole lot better. Because yeah. I feel like he always shits the bed in the last third of all of his games. Like up until then, he actually tells a really captivating, really interesting story where like, I'll be honest, Heavy Rain had me hook, line and sinker. I love a good private dick story. Like I just love it. I love investigation. I love it all. But then the last third of that game when like the reveal happens and everything, I was like, are you serious? Like, yeah, 
And I guess I can't really blame that for storytelling. It's more the method in which the story was told that kind of handicapped them and made it really dumb. But, like, what can you do? Yeah, I agree. They were trying for a really cool Shyamalan twist. It just didn't work in the format they did. Shyamalan ding-donged it. Love it. Which, uh, what was his new movie? The Visit. I guess it didn't do well. It was shitty. Don't hey, watch hey, it. Fucking surprise. Yeah, found who footage, keeps, right? Who yeah. keeps giving this guy money? Stop the giving. same people who well, give David they, Gates money. They give him money, just not much. <laughs> oh, it's great. a found footage movie. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Here's the thing is like when all these found footage movies started coming out, I was actually super hyped because I was like, you this is Blair actually. Witch? Yeah, exactly. Blair Witch. And I'll even say like the first Paranormal Activity movie, like up, up into that, I was like, this is cool because it's kind of a new genre. And there's a lot of ways that you can take this that are really interesting but it has just floundered and it's crappy and it's not good. Like, I will say I did watch that Creep and that was a pretty cool found footage movie. Like, they did a good job with the format, making it interesting, making it captivating, making me want to keep watching it. But there's just not many of those found footage films that I care about anymore. And there's another Paranormal Activity movie coming out. It's Every single time they... Title. It's got like a... Yeah. The Ghost Zone or whatever. Yeah, it's some fucking stupid fucking title. Like I right, and the title alone every, makes me not want to see it. Right, and every new one they say this is the last one, and then they make another. And it's like I get it. You guys want to keep making money. I can't fault you. Like if I was making shit tons of cash, I would want to keep making shit tons of cash. But it's just like quit telling us it's the last one. Then just say like the it's Ghost the next. Dimension. Yeah, Paranormal Activity: The Ghost Dimension. What the fuck kind of name is that? That's so stupid. What does that even mean? It literally sounds like an episode of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle cartoon. Yeah. Like, this time on Turtles, the ghost dimension. The ghost dimension. Right. I would watch that if it was Ninja Turtles. And I'll, I'll be honest, I'll end up seeing the Paranormal Activity one. It'll be terrible. I wish that some of these, like, horror movie directors would license the rights to Scooby-Doo and do, like, a R-rated adult, like, Scooby-Doo movie where... Like it's the same same basic premise, you know. Like it's a guy, right. it's a guy in a mask at the end. But that guy in the mask right. is fucking murdering the shit out of people. <laughs> would right. it be uh, Hanna Barbera that would have to license it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and but, Anton, I I do have one adult Scooby Doo that I can send you a link for, but I don't think it's exactly what you're looking for. R rated, not, <laughs> ex- not, not X rated. <laughs> okay, a lot of people getting stabbed. <laughs> yes, there there is a lot of what you might call penetration. <laughs> I don't know if it's the one you're looking for. Yeah. But I mean, wouldn't that be cool? I think that'd be, I think that'd be a cool take on it. If it's like they're, they start off kind of like happy go lucky, like they always are, but then shit gets real fucking serious and they got to like straighten the shit up. Yeah. We might've already talked about this on an earlier podcast. So I'll just be brief. But I remember when they announced they were making a new Ghostbusters movie back before we had any details, I was like, how hype would it be to see a super R-rated, almost post-apocalyptic Ghostbusters where, like, we have a new team that's catching ghosts, but we see some of the old characters and they're, like, missing limbs or eyes from, like, this huge fight because as they started, like, taking out ghosts, ghosts decided to start waging more of a war against humans, right? So just to see, like, this really brutal take on Ghostbusters, that would be so hype. Like, I would watch the shit out of that if there were, like, more stakes, right? Because the first Ghostbusters, as goofy as it is, there's a lot of moments where they're like, this could kill us. Like, we might die right now. We don't Mm -hmm. know. So just to have, like, a more updated, like, brutal, like, yeah, people are dying in this line of work and nobody wants to do it because it's a super shitty job. That would be awesome. Yeah, it's like really scary ghosts, like actual, like paranormal activity style ghosts, like where they're very well done and like actually horrifying and they're being sucked up into into Dyson's. Like, that would be awesome. Yeah, it would be way cool just to see these people trying to like use this old antiquated technology to take out like demons that are possessing people and murdering hundreds, you know, like, oh, I ain't afraid of no ghosts. Well, no, I kind of am. I'm shitting my pants. Like, this is terrifying. But I'm the only person who can do it, you know, that'd be cool. Yeah. So, uh, people writing Ghostbusters, if you need my contact information, you know how to reach us. I would, I would love, yeah, I would love to do just you know a quick script on what I think the new Ghostbusters should be. I think they should take a lot of old series like that and update them and make them super brutal. I think it'd be well. I mean, we're already in the reboot, reboot, yeah, reboot era, right? Yeah. Like we're just remaking everything. So why not try to make? 
I'm so sick of them just trying to redo exactly what happened in the first one and just like, ooh, look, we have new graphics. It's like, no, keep it in the same world, have different characters, and make it just awesome, and I would watch it. That's kind of what they did with Transformers. They took Transformers and, like, updated it and made it really fucking cool. Granted, yeah. it's kind of gone off the rails, and it's a parody of itself now, but that's what they did. I mean, they brought it, made it super realistic right. and added explosions, and it's it's tight. Like, it's super tight, but right. they should do that with other stuff. Right. I really am still waiting for, like, a really awesome, like, well-treated Street Fighter movie. Because it would, it could be so cool, and there's so much lore about all those characters now that you could make like a really cool movie, but it just never will happen. Are you saying Jean Claude Van Damme isn't enough for you? <laughs> I'm saying that Jean Claude Van Damme single handedly ruined the first Street Fighter. <laughs> like listening to all the behind the scenes stuff, like he literally, they were like, okay, so you're Guile, and Guile does this, and he's like, I'm not gonna do that, and they're like, okay, and then they're like, okay, well Guile does this, and he's like, I'm not gonna do that. He single-handedly ruined it. I feel like, in the same vein, I feel like Vin Diesel should have been Hitman. I think that was a missed opportunity. Like, you need a, yeah. like an awesome, bald, white action star, and they got whoever the fuck it was they got and made, like, a mediocre... Timothy Oliphant. Yeah. And that's the thing. I love Timothy Oliphant. That's not good casting for him. Like, Justified, that movie. is Timothy Oliphant. What? It was a shit movie anyway, regardless yeah. of casting. Right. It should have been written better. They should have been casted and written better, but <clears throat> that's a shame. But also, I don't understand why they tried to make a Hitman movie with, like, a, a, an active Bond right now. Like, I mean, that's... They, they used footage from the movie Dark Angel oh, in God. that movie. Wow. Nice. Like, that was just a disaster. Yeah. Except for that uh, Russian chick that was in Quantum of Solace. Mm -hmm. She's mm -hmm. pretty legit. But they, they, had, they had a person who was in a james bond movie in hitman yeah the that hot russian chick that was in it she isn't uh, her name olga kurilenko or whatever that sounds Something right sexy i can't, like that. I can't yeah, confirm dude, it but that does sound like a russian lady's name okay <laughs> that's just a little bit russian right it's the same girl who was in that tom cruise sci-fi movie right uh you're gonna be a little more specific <laughs> tom cruise that's, action movie that's true that one <laughs> uh what was it called that's the problem is i can't remember the name was that Live, die, rinse, repeat. No, it's uh, um the one where he fought. Oh, I was just gonna spoil it completely. Like a uh, obli not oblivion. Um, oblivion. Oh, that okay, it was okay, it. Okay. Oblivion. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's in that too, and it is her. She is a French she actress and model, but she was born in Ukraine. Oh, yeah, she was. Okay. Yeah, and her name is Olga Kurilenko, and she was in Hitman. Yeah, and she is and super hot. Yeah, you remember when they announced the Oblivion movie and half the world thought it was going to be the Elder Scrolls Oblivion? That's <laughs> and right. then they were really yeah, pissed. Yeah. yeah, that was great. Great time. Great time for video games. You guys going to play Fallout 4? Yeah, just when it's cheap. <laughs> I love Fallout, and I love the Fallout universe, and I love Fallout gameplay, and I don't think it's worth $60. Mm. I'll say it. That's fine. I mean, I'm going to wait for it to be cheap to buy it. I'm going to play it. But yeah, um, I don't know. It's I've never been a huge fan of the Fallout series. Like, I like it. I think they're fun, but I haven't bought into it as hook, like, and sinker as I think other people have. But right. I, think, I think it'll be cool. Well, and I, I just don't get the bandwagoning that happens with games because, like, if you go on Reddit right now, everyone and their dog loves Fallout. Where were these people for the last 10 years? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just their they're like, cards. look, I painted my truck to be Vault Tech. And it's like, why didn't you do that 10 years ago if you were that big of a fault? Like, why did it take a new announcement of a new game for you to, like, be like, I really love this? I do think it's I interesting just, I... that the Fallout hype is out hyping the Halo 5 hype train. Which, mm -hmm. I mean, that game came out and everyone seems to like it. It's doing really well. But, like, you'd think that that would be a bigger, like, fanboy series than Fallout would. I just think it's all the Halo players are old now. Like, all the people who grew up with Halo are kind of tired with the series. And Halo does not call in new people. Like, that's kind of one of the problems that happens because they're trying to continue the Master Chief story. Like, Halo Reach pulled in a whole bunch of new people because you didn't need to know Halo's story or care about the lore to be invested in the story of Halo Reach because it was a prequel. Like, that's cool. I can hop right in and I don't need to know anything and it's fine. But then with Halo 5, any new gamer that you might attract is like, I haven't played Halo 2 through 4. Like... <laughs> But One I would, through four, I, I have no idea what's going on. Like, jumping into Halo would be a lot easier than Fallout. 
Yeah. I don't know because I know lots of people who like have picked and choose the fallouts that they played. Like I vastly know more people who played three and never played New Vegas at all. And like I get yeah. it. Three has a way better story. But like Fallout, they like the thing about Fallout is they give you the entire backstory at the beginning of every Fallout game. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. And um, where they're just like, hey, guess what? Shit got bad. We bombed ourselves. We live in vaults. Here's the game. You know what I mean? Like, and honestly, the story doesn't even really matter. Like, I had a friend who had never played any Fallout game. And so I gave them a copy of Fallout 3 and New Vegas. And they started trying to play 3, got really bored with it, and was just wholly uninterested. And so they said, well, I'll, I'll try New Vegas. And they played the entire game and, like, loved New right. Vegas. So it's like, it doesn't really matter. Like, there's no right. real chronological. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of chronological shit to it, but I don't know. Well, and, that, and that's why I'm not that... excited about 4, because I don't give a fuck about Boston. Like... And he, right. why would you set it in an East Coast city? Like, congratulations, East Coast, on getting something. But why not set it in Seattle? Like, that would have been a way better <laughs> fucking setting. Right. Well, and I think that that's one of the reasons. So I went backwards. I played all the way through New Vegas and then played through 3. And I admit wholeheartedly that 3 has a better story, like more well-rounded, better characters. You're more invested in the story as you play through the game. Whereas New Vegas, it's kind of like, I just want to wander around and, you know, Vegas. blow people up. Like, it's kind of fun. You know what I mean? But it is cool like what's so funny is there's so many people who play those games and never realize that there's like story to them because yeah. like if you actually look into the story of like all the different vaults and like how much vault tech is screwing with people and how like the government is still pulling all these secret experiments on all of the like the, all the citizens to like just see when they'll break like you you break into all these different vaults and there's always an objective you know like in fallout new vegas no no, no in fallout 3 you're just supposed to break into this vault and you're supposed to find this device that can basically repopulate the earth. Like it will bring grass back. It will bring all this stuff back. It'll basically bring life back to earth. And if you just break in and go get it, you accomplish the objective and you're done. But there's shit tons of lore in that vault where you can see how like there's one vault where there's 99 men and one woman. And there's another vault where there's 99 women and one man. And then there's another one where like, the vault is programmed for the air, air, like the water purification system to break like halfway through its life cycle on purpose just to see what the people will do. And like, just like all this crazy shit that the government was doing just to like, Hey, let's see. Cause it's like, it is very much steeped in 1950s American culture. So there's still like the MK ultra idea of like, Oh yeah. Super mutants exist. Cause we created them on accident through one of our experiments. Well. Right, which is, it's awesome. There's lots of lore, but you don't need to know it to play the games. You can just play through and achieve objectives and get achievements and feel really good about yourself. I'm, that's probably why I didn't enjoy it as much as I could have, because I, I had no patience for the story. I was just next, 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 next. Right. Stuff, story, next, 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 next. That is another way I know I'm becoming an old man, because I'm playing through uh, Metal Gear Solid Five right now, Phantom oh, Pain, yeah. and like, there's so much lore in that game, and half the time I skip through it. And I'm just like, I used to be able to watch hour hour long cutscenes and like love it. Just be like, this is so cool. And now I'm just like, let me play the game. I I paid for a video game. I want to play a video game. Fucking I love detective games. Like they're my favorite. Like if I can if I can play a game where I'm trying to solve a mystery, like that's my favorite shit. Um so I've been playing this game now that I can stream games from my computer down to my TV and play with the uh um shield controller. Nvidia Shield. The Nvidia Shield controller. Yeah. Nvidia, if you want to sponsor the podcast. Let us know. Um, it's a wonderful piece of technology. I love it. Uh, but I'm playing this game called Murdered Soul Suspect. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's a good game. I mean, the, the basic premise is that you are a cop and you get killed. Uh, so you're a ghost now. And as a ghost, you're trying to solve your own murder. And along the way, you encounter other ghosts who are trapped in this, like, purgatory on Earth. And you help them solve their mysteries. And basically, the idea is you can't get out of purgatory until the mystery of your death is solved. So it's a cool premise. Um, yeah. But Jesus fucking Christ, this game is just, like, littered, littered. Everywhere you go, there's these little scraps of paper you can pick up, which makes no fucking sense. And they're, like, these, like, monologues about you and your wife and your relationship. And, I mean, there are, I shit you not, like, a hundred of these fucking notes laying around. And, like, 
by the 20th one. I'm like, I fucking get it. Like, you guys loved each other a whole bunch, and now <laughs> you're dead, and it's sad, and I fucking get it. I have no patience for this shit. And it, you always, I, I keep reading them because I'm thinking, like, at some point there's going to be some information in here that's relevant, and it never is. It's just, it's completely right. irrelevant drivel just to make you, like, care about the character. I'm playing as the character. I already like him. You have, gave me a whole fucking cutscene about how much he loved his wife. I don't need, it's like, like notes about their marriage and their honeymoon and meeting in high school and their first date and their second date and this time they went to Tuscaloosa. I don't give a shit about any of this stuff, man. Oh my right. god. The developers of that game super fucked up that part. Like way too much and you have to find other things. Like you have to find clues about like the murders and stuff. So like, And you never know which it is. Yeah, you can't skip picking stuff up. So you have to pick it up and it's it just it interrupts the gameplay and it makes me so angry. Yeah. So That is fucking, one thing that I will uh, say positive for metal gear solid five is instead of doing cutscenes, you pick up cassette tapes and you get constant cassette tapes so you can go do side ops that aren't the main mission and the whole time you can just listen to lore like you can listen to kaz miller or ocelot just talk about hey we captured this person and this is their backstory and this is how they tie in and you're like oh that's cool while you're shooting people in the face instead of having to just like sit there through a cutscene. So that's kind of smart, but I guess it pisses off a lot of the Metal Gear people who paid for a Metal Gear game so they could watch 90 hours of cutscenes. Well, that's a good way to do it. I mean, Soul Suspects yeah. is the worst way to do it. There's no voiceover. There's no cutscene. It's a piece of paper you pick up and have to read, and you have right. to read it. Like, you have to stop and read. Like, if, if, <laughs> if even if there was just a voice, like, I wouldn't even mind it if it was a voiceover that would play to me like while so you like, keep playing while i keep playing or even if nothing else it would just play the audio so i could like get up and go get a drink from the fridge and listen to it <laughs> while i'm like paused but i can't right. I have to sit there and read i don't i play games to be entertained not to fucking read all right right it's the reason why i only watch like one subtitled movie a month because i and uh, uh i'm gonna I'm serbian film serbian <laughs> it took me it took me right back right 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 lots of subtitles in that movie um yeah no um <laughs> cut to where you find out that it was like made by the learning company the same people who did math blaster and it's really just like helping you learn to read apparently yeah. <laughs> murdered soul suspect the newest game from the learning company